This is the Horse Radio Network. 100 episodes, a million laughs, and too many drinks. Celebrate five plus years of Heels Down Happy Hour this week. Thanks for tuning in. From Heels Down Mag, a podcast where horse pros chat about what's happening in the horse world over drinks. Welcome, Welcome to Happy, to Happy Hour. Hour. I'm Justine Griffin. I'm Jessica Payne. And I'm Ellie Wozniaka. Welcome to episode 100 of Heels Down Happy Hour. Justine, I had a memory pop up on Facebook that it was this week, five years ago, that we did our first podcast. That is so wild to think about, like five years. Five years, and it's the 100th episode. Like, it's pretty fun that that happened at the same time. Like, I was like, oh, that's so great. We're doing the 100th on the same week. Oh, that is so crazy. That is very cool. Um, Just that, that, like, happenstance, it all adds up, right? 100%. Um, I love that. It's been a lot of fun, you guys. You know, we've <laughs> we've had some ups and downs, but it's been it's been super fun to put this show on. And um, I feel like I've met so many interesting people who have become friends, like lifelong friends to this podcast. So and that includes both of you, obviously. So no, um, it's been a lot of fun to make. And here's to 100 more. Five more yeah. years, Justine. All right. You too, Ellie. You're in it forever now. You're in it. You're in it forever. I've only been here for three of the five, but I'll but take hey, it. <laughs> you're in it for the last five or the next five. I shouldn't say last five, the next five. There we go. This episode is brought to you by Purina. All right. Drink this week is something that's definitely up my alley, but can be up Jess's alley too with a little bit of tweaking. So it's a black eyed Susan. So what you'll need is a half cup of orange juice half cup of pineapple juice, one shot of vodka, one shot of light rum, and then half a shot of orange liqueur. You're going to combine everything with lots of ice. Um, It recommends crushing the ice and then garnishing with an orange slice and a cherry. But if you are not as sweet as a fan as me, you can change out for bourbon or rye whiskey in place of the rum or the vodka, which would make it more enjoyable for someone like Jess who doesn't like to feel like they're on an island. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And you can also add, you know, more fruit juice on top with seltzer water to make it slightly less boozy. You know, if, if you're not trying to get there quick. (laughs) Um, I like this. I think, you know, this isn't something I would make on the regular, like it would be something special, but I think it sounds good. That sounds really good. All right, Jess, uh, you got to kick us off for news this week because you have really wonderful news to share. So this past week, it was a pretty epic one. So we stayed home and did a local show called the War Horse Series at the Carolina Horse Park. And if you guys don't know about that series, it's awesome. It's a schooling show, but I'm telling you, there are more people there than most events I go to. I'm not kidding. It's so much fun. Like everybody comes out. There were you know, dads grilling hamburgers, everything else. And so we went on Sunday and we called it the showdown because when we decided to retire Van Diver at Kentucky, I had told Courtney that he owed us one more thing. And she slightly started to get mad at me because I don't know what she thought I was going to tell her. And I was like, calm down, calm down. The one thing he owes us is I had already talked to the, um, other owners, Debbie and Kevin, and they said, um, absolutely tell her that she can take him to an event. Cause all she said, she doesn't want to ride him long-term. She just wanted to go to one event and go cross country on him basically. So we signed her up for war horse modified and she went out, but Doug had a young horse coming up the levels called Cadillac ranch. He's a super awesome horse. So we were like, but he, you know, he's green. He's, this was his first modified. He'd been doing a couple trainings. So we're like, oh, it's going to be the battle of Courtney and Doug. Oh so, gosh. oh yeah. And, um, I'll tell a little poll later, which sad for Doug, but great for Courtney. So I started like doing Insta stories of this whole week and it was just, it felt like a week. Sorry. It was only a day, but I probably put 15 stories plus on my Instagram. <laughs> and so I did this whole thing where they would like go together and it was this whole showdown and they didn't care if they came in 12th and 13th place. Basically 
all they wanted was to beat one another. Like that was the showdown. <laughs> it wasn't to win the division. Like it was just the two of them. So they go in and Courtney puts in a great test. She puts in a 29. It was beautiful. She was the first time she ever broke 30. So it was awesome. So she does this. And so she goes in and we're like, oh, okay. You know, Tex has got to step up. That's what we call him. So he goes in and he does a great test. And long story short, Doug gets a 25. I find that was a little bit of a gift, but I was like, okay, fine. It is a, it's a really nice horse. So I was like, okay. So he gets a 25. Well, he goes in jumping. I do another like Instagram story. That's like who jumped it best on this line. They both jump clear and I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going down to cross country. And so they go, Doug crosses the finish flags and they announce over the thing that he's double clear. So I take this picture to do like a winner shot because I thought Doug won. And so all of a sudden, Courtney, you know, we're watching Courtney. It was so cute. Doug stayed on text and uh, watched Courtney's like whole cross country. So we were all in the field. It was like amazing. Her parents came out. It was such a fun event. She Aww. crosses the finish flags and she's, we're like, were you clean? And she's like, I mean, yeah. Like, we're like, no, no time. She's like, oh yeah, I was like 20 seconds under. And so we're like, okay, Doug's like, I think you won. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, oh, I went down the wrong path and I needed to slow down at times because I was kind of getting run away. Like it was just needed to balance a little bit more. And I'm like, wait, you had time penalties? He's like, yeah, I I think probably five or so. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Courtney might've won. And so we wait for the scores to post. And then I realized I have no winner's picture of Courtney. Like I have all like the group pictures and one of the girls and you know, the whole barn came out. So they have this winner's picture. So I'm posting on Instagram and I will say I did make a kind of a funny post, sort of a mean post that I put <laughs> winner of the showdown and it was Courtney. And then I used that picture I was going to use for the winner of Doug and I wrote loser on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just rub it so in. So sorry, loser. <laughs> I love it. Good it was so it was good for Courtney, and they put in a great test, and it was so fun. So it was such a great weekend, and everyone came out. And so my news this week is that I have had uh, top level show jumpers, really good friends of mine, that are like. Paris 2024, Courtney and Van Diver. (laughs) Everybody has loved this. So I was so happy for her. And it was, it was just so fun to be part of. She posted like the, the nicest, most emotional tribute on Facebook after the day. I know it makes me tear up. I'm just so happy for her that she She got to have this. She's a beautiful writer. And yeah, no, it was, it was an awesome tribute. So we were super happy that we could be there and be able to do that for her. Very cool. All right, Ellie, what do you got? So definitely not as cute, but interesting. So judges in the UK um, are really cracking down on overweight horses in the show pen. And they're actually encouraging judges to place overweight horses lower on their cards. So the showing council summer conference for the UK had a meeting at the end of June on the 28th. And they have a way to win. So that's like way as in like weight scheme where they actually have been awarding ribbons at horse shows to the horses that are in the best body condition. And then shows have been, you know, boasting about promoting um, healthy weight shows. And then at these shows, they're offering free condition scoring, like body condition scoring, as well as weight management advice. Um, And it's kind of been spearheaded by uh, Dr. Tasman Furtado. And so she brought up a lot of questions at this summer council conference on how and what they should do next. Um, Cause obviously there's still an overweight horse epidemic. I don't know if it is, you know, even between the UK and the U S um, but the UK is really cracking down on it because a lot of competitors still don't think their horses are overweight despite, you know, vets strongly disagreeing with them. And the premise is that they feel that, if overweight horses continue to win, their body condition is going to be emulated by people who see these winning rounds. So the show council chair, Dr. Jane Nixon, um, actually doesn't believe that obese horses should be placed at all. So almost just like if, you know, you went into a flat class and your horse is lame, the judge can, you know, scratch you and not point you at, uh, place you at all. That's what they're um, wanting people to do, our judges to do in the UK 
uh, for overweight horses. And they're trying to push judges to go through body condition training, encourage judges to place overweight horses lower, and then also to explain to exhibitors why they have done so. Um, so they're really trying to open up the conversation. And this uh, even was present in the British show Pony Society, where they are also agreeing that overweight horses should be placed lower or not placed at all. And the whole point is to start this conversation of, you know, look, your round was great, but your horse is really overweight or and here's what you can do uh, to help your horse. So I think it's definitely interesting. I don't I, I guess I haven't been to enough shows recently to really be able to see this much in the hunter jumpers, but definitely a I think it's great to, you know, focus on the horse's welfare and obesity is definitely a problem. So I'm glad to see that they're taking a stance on it. Interesting. What do you have, Justine? Um, okay, so I have a fun science story because, of course, I do. Um, of course. Why would you have anything else? <laughs> <laughs> so this story appeared in The Spark this week. Uh, so some of you might have already read it. But uh, this interesting study from a university in Germany suggests that horses are actually better with numbers than we thought. Uh, which is... really kind of bizarre to think about. So researchers who put the study together trained three Shetland ponies to be able to select images that they saw on a screen. Um, so basically they taught them to like seek out a visual prompt. So uh, they would look at a computer screen and they would show a stimulus image in the center and then had two other images below that. And one of the two other ones matched the big one in the middle uh, and every time the pony touched a button that matched, you know, that selected that the two were the same, uh, they got a treat, essentially. So researchers were able to, to, like, show that the ponies could correlate, that these two images are the same or were matching in some way. So once the, once the ponies mastered that, researchers ran the same test but used different quantities of the same image. So, for example... If the stimulus image was like two dots, um, they would show two images, like one with two dots and then another one with three. And if the ponies picked the two dots that matched the sample, they would get the treat again. So then the size and the arrangement of the various images would change and they would just try to test to see how the ponies would, you know, process these various images and if they could, you know, still match them with with multiple choices and no other visual cues. And the researchers were able to, to basically say that the ponies are able to pick out geometric symbols and, and differentiate between them. Like they, they understood that like three dots were different than like a rhombus or a cross or a triangle. And they were able to say that all three ponies achieved 80% accuracy in at least two consecutive training sessions, which wow. feels like, yeah, really wildly high. <laughs> Um, like I love Michael, but I don't, I don't know <laughs> if he would, if he would have an 80%, <laughs> but right. maybe he would with some training. Uh, and I guess if there's food involved, you know, he would be pretty motivated, but, um, yeah, it's kind of cool to think about. Right. So if you want to read more about this specific study, we shared the link in the spark and we'll share it again in the show notes. And we want to say shout out to everyone who supports the show on Patreon. We really appreciate everybody who donates, even if it's just a one-time donation or uh, if you're a regular donor. Um, we try to provide some cool behind-the-scenes fun things on the Patreon page just for you, for those people who uh, choose to support us. So if you want to get some extras, if you can't get enough of Heels Down Happy Hour, you should consider becoming a Patreon supporter. You could do that by going to Patreon, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Heels Down. All right, guys, I wanted to talk to you again about Equipanty, which is a product we've reviewed a couple of times on the show, but they just keep upping the ante and making riding underwear even better. Uh, and I know we've all ridden in them by now, but I think this is a really good time of year to really put this product to the test. Like if it oh, can yes. stand up <laughs> to the heat and humidity of um, of summer on the East Coast, then then really it could stand up to anything. So Ellie, have you been riding in yours this summer? Yes. Yes. They've been helping a lot for sure with my, my swamp booty. <laughs> um, 
which I greatly appreciate um, to not have that go through my pants. So at least only I know about like impending swamp booty uh, is important for me. <laughs> but I've also worn them just like under jeans and like capris and stuff as I've like gone and like coached at different horse shows just because they are so nice about like it. It's almost as if you put like the, you know, the equi in style shirts but on your hoo-ha, it's great. It's like <laughs> it's like everything I want in underwear. I wear them way more than just riding. Uh, if I'm being completely honest, I wear I was gonna them say, all the you, time. You talk about them all the time. Like you wear them a lot. I do. Like, you a lot, you're obsessed with them, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, what other just, colors do you have? Because I love that there's all those different colors. Yeah. So I actually I have a couple of like the navy ones. Do you have the two toned or just the? The two-toned, I think, are newer. So I just have okay. the the all one color, but I want to okay. get the two-toned because the other thing I do is I wear these like out as like um like yoga shorts kind of yeah. thing. So, like, yeah. Yeah. I definitely go to the grocery store in these. And I mean, I don't know, other people might know, but usually I think I'm the only one who knows. <laughs> so yeah. So and then I have like the white pair that I use um you know, like when I'm in my britches and stuff like that. Although I haven't had like them show through like tan or, you know, darker colored britches, but I'm paranoid with my white britches that like I wear, like, I always want to make sure I'm not like showing any underwear in white britches, but yeah, <laughs> I love these things all the time. How about for you, Justine? I mean, you're riding a lot more now and yeah, the, oh my. the sweat. <laughs> The sweat is something that is for real, and uh, this is probably TMI, so just welcome to the show. Heads if you've up. Never listened <laughs> but I feel like summertime, I'm just, I'm hard on my butt from riding and just being out in the elements of Florida, and that, you know, I just feel like if I'm going to get acne or, you know, like um, heat rashes and things, it's always the summer, and it sucks because I want to be able to ride and still continue my normal life, but like not feel embarrassed to put a bathing suit on. And I found that Equipani really helps with that. It just, it's, they're super moisture wicking and they, they dry really fast. So I could be like totally super sweaty down there after a ride and then hose a horse off in the cross ties and completely drench myself and be dry in within 10 minutes, which is important to me. I mean, I just took all of mine with me on my Europe trip because I knew we would be like walking for long, you know, long days. We did a lot of biking and I, I find that they're super applicable to any part of my life, not just riding, but that they are, they are perfect for riding. And, you know, I think some critique in the past has been that they're a little expensive, but honestly they last like it is worth the price because my first pair is going strong after many rides, many horse show weekends, um, many yoga classes, many trips. I, uh, I think I the last time we talked about them, I told you guys this crazy weekend where I had two weddings in a three-day horse trial. Uh, well, these Equipani were a freaking lifesaver that weekend because I just, I didn't have time. And <laughs> Equipani literally was what I wore on my cross-country run. And they were the same pair that I wore when I was running to a wedding out on the beach. So, um, I really That's pretty awesome. Actually, I can't say enough good things and like, don't buy the weird booty scrubs that say they're going to clear your butt acne, all that dumb Instagram ad stuff that exists right now. Just buy, invest in a good pair of riding underpants. That's all you need to do. And your booty will thank you. So if you want to check out Equipanty for yourself, you can go to their website. It's E Q U E S P A N T E.com. Attention horse owners, are you looking to help your horse recover with ease after a strenuous workout? Would you like to nourish your horse and their digestive system? If so, try the new Purina Repliny Mash product. It's more than just a mash. Repliny Mash promotes hydration, replenishes electrolytes, and supports gastric comfort. Put Purina's research to the test. Stop at your local Purina retailer and grab a bag of their Purina Repliny Mash product. So our next guest needs no introduction because she has been a co-host with us and we are so excited to have Alex Wells back with us. Hey. Hi guys. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, and a lot's changed since like you came on last. I feel like 
you know, we were giving advice for strollers and all that, you know, feel like it's last. <laughs> and now it's two kids later, you know, an amazing couple weeks at Spruce Meadows and everything. It's like, you know, you guys are kicked in and in full gear. That we are. It's funny. I mean, a lot happens in a short amount of time, I guess, and you just keep on and roll with the punches. Right. So I first want to talk about, it's so new that like with the Spruce Meadow, you guys, your whole team had an amazing week. Andrew, Gia, you winning the Grand Prix, like it is pretty spectacular because Spruce can, you know, it's so tough and it's such a prestigious event. So congrats first off, but what's it like for the whole team to like really put in such a good week? You know, we're really, really lucky. We have a total A team in terms of our support, our staff, owners. Um, you know, we have a really fun group of students that came with us and it's just, it was great energy and everyone gets up there ready to work hard and get at it. And okay, there are for sure ups and downs, but when it all works out and everybody's able to have, you know, at least one really solid result up there, it it means a lot. So we're very thankful. Yeah. And then I heard a little rumor that you might be kind of changing your AM status. Is that true? I have indeed. You yeah. have? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's exciting. Yeah. It's really exciting. You know, it's something that I've always wanted and, you know, Andrew and I have always wanted for the future of our business. But, you know, just as you know, when you're having kids, sometimes, you know, when you're in and out of it, it's hard to want to really make a full commitment. And we really felt like not saying that we're totally done having kids necessarily, but at least for the time being, you know, I felt comfortable enough to really make the commitment to, you know, giving out my amateur status. And now that's so exciting. Now that's so exciting and great for you guys as business and everything else that you guys are such an amazing team and everything already that to go ahead and say, okay, look, we're going to do this as a huge partnership and really put this forth and make the commitment is pretty awesome. So I'm so excited for you because Trust me, we are two and done. We are not having any more kids. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, two is a lot. But once you kind of get the system, I feel like, you know, you're probably just getting in the groove and it's like, okay, like, let's hit the ground running and keep going. So it's an exciting step forward for you guys. Thank you. We're really excited. Yes. As you know, one plus one does not equal two when it comes to kids. So, <laughs> you know, you get, a, you get a groove going and, you know, we really felt like it was, you know, maybe a bit overdue, but we're, we're excited that we finally took the plunge and can, you know, we've always done it together, but that we can, you know, share and more of the, that professional role together. No, absolutely. Well, so Alex, so speaking of your business and how it's growing, you know, it was a lot of fun as someone from afar who follows you guys to, to watch you build your new farm in Wellington. What a beautiful place. Um, I know you guys spent a lot of time investing and building that dream property. Can you talk a little bit about what that was like? What went into it? Is it surreal to be in it now? It's completely surreal. I mean, it's sort of, we, we stumbled on the property. I was actually pregnant with our first Anderson. And when we bought the property, we really weren't even looking to buy something at that point, And it just fell into our laps. And so that was back in 2018. And at that point, we just said, okay, well, we have the property. Let's take the time to really figure out, you know, how we can best configure it and, you know, make it work. Um, it's not a massive property as I mean, none of the ones in Wellington really are. So you have to really try and map it out to best utilize it. And so the first thing we did was actually the site work. So we put the ring in, we have a really great ring and field and that all settled in our pat. We have all, um, underground water and the, and the, or the rock drainage system, sorry, in our paddocks and the field. And we lived with that and then actually put a tent up for a while to make sure that we were happy with where the barn would end up. And so after oh, doing smart. that, we started the building process. And finally, earlier this year, we were able to say that it was done. I think Andrew would argue that it's maybe 97% done, but for all <laughs> intents and purposes. It's I done. will say, <laughs> in building a barn, I feel like if I get to the 90, I've said this for a long time. 95% to me is like done. Cause you're never going to totally done. like you're never done. You're, you're never, never done. done. You're always, especially the boys, they're always going to want something else. They're always going to want a project. Totally. They're always going to the want to do this. Never done. I know. No. I know. So, so it, it just when, never ends. 
we we've always said like I'm like if I can get to 95% and I'd say we're at like 94 93 so I'm like pretty comfortable almost there but at 95% then it's done and you're always going to want to make improvements and changes and all this but yeah no totally. 95 95 97% is like move in done. beautiful <laughs> keep going it's done <laughs> you're done totally totally so we're we're really proud of it and we're it's just you know the fact that it's done and everything is the way that you know, even more than what we dreamed it would be is, it's you know, beautiful. a bonus. So it's beautiful. Thank I'll you so to, much. I might be knocking on the door next time in Wellington to come take a tour Come visit of us. Come visit I'll come us. visit and, and take a tour. Because I would love to. Yes. Oh my God, I would die. So that'd be awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Everybody's welcome. So the last time you were here, Alex, I was a listener and we were talking about what it was like you being a new mom and managing the baby and the horses. And I know you touched on this with, you know, changing your status, but how is it now with another baby? You know, how are you managing the horses and the business and all that? You know, it's never perfect, right? You know, you always strive to have that perfect balance. And there are days I feel like I'm balancing it all like a champ. And there are days that I wish I was doing it better, but I just think that you know, as long as for me personally, if I feel like I'm organized enough that I'm getting everything I need to do done at the barn and I'm there for my kids at the end of the day, I always try to be here in the morning when they wake up and breakfast if I can. Obviously, it doesn't always work out like that with the show mornings, but, you know, we try to include them at the farm when we can and have them at the horse show. It's just, it's a juggling act, I think. And, we really, like I said, family is so important to us. And so we try to incorporate them, you know, in the day-to-day in our business as much as we can. And that's been really helpful for us to feel like we're getting enough time with them. We're able to, you know, have enough time at the farm with the horses and everything else. And yeah, I mean, I don't have it all figured out, I think, but I, for the <laughs> most part, I, I feel pretty good about <laughs> the way that we're able to balance it all. And, and luckily, Andrew's, you know, he loves being a dad and he's so you know, just all he wants to, is to have the girls at the barn all the time. And so it really helps in keeping us all together. <laughs> so Alex, we can't have you on without reminiscing a little bit. So I, I wonder, do you have any favorite memories from your time being on the podcast uh, these last couple of years? Uh, Jess and I just were talking about, it's been five years that we've been doing this podcast. Oh my gosh. This is our 100th episode, which just seems crazy. And we had such a great so time. cool chatting with you over the years. So do you have any like standout silly moments <laughs> or favorite memories? You know, of- actually there are quite a few, but there's I'm one scared. that comes to mind. You know, <laughs> I don't remember what the context of it was, but there was an episode where we were discussing underwear preferences. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's multiple rem- episodes. <laughs> I know. I was going to say it might've been more than once, but I remember one in particular was just really funny and kind of off kilter and, you know, very real and authentic. And just, we had a really good laugh about that. Yeah. I feel like Somehow underwear, underwear, like a, underwear keeps like coming a back. Topic. It does. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really important, man. It just, it's really important. It is very important. <laughs> Ellie, listen, underwear is important. Oh, yes. I I know all too well. Oh, Alex, well, it was awesome having you on and just uh, reminiscing a little bit and just so glad you're doing so well. It's so much fun to watch you and Andrew and the team from afar. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me back on. It's always great to talk with you guys and reminisce. And we had a lot of fun doing those episodes. I'm trying to think of what number of episodes those were back in the day, but it seems like a lifetime ago. I know, right? I mean, definitely years ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, thanks for coming oh. back on, and we will um, have to have you back again soon. Absolutely. Would love that. Always great to talk with you guys. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. I'm so excited to introduce our next guest, who is one of my favorite people on this planet, and she also owns, uh, I think, my favorite dog in the whole wide world. Um, I hope my dogs aren't listening. <laughs> But Sally is back. Sally, how are you? Thank you so much for I'm coming on. <laughs> so good. It's so nice to be back with you guys. I was just thinking about how long it's been and I, I don't even want to say because I can't honestly remember. So it's about time. I know. So this is our 100th episode. Can you believe That's that? That's so crazy. That is insane. 
I know. And I feel like I was only like a blip on your radar at this point because it's been so long that you guys have been doing this. And I was like, and it started before I came on and it's continued on. And I'm just so proud of you. It's just amazing to see how much you've grown. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. And a very mature mm-hmm. thing for us to think about. Because yeah. <laughs> have we done a lot of growth, guys, in five years? <laughs> sure. Sure. Yes. At least some. Yeah. Yeah. Well, honestly, you too. I mean, since you were here last, you're now the managing editor at Eventing Nation. Gosh, you've covered so many amazing events. You were at the Olympics. You covered the inaugural Maryland Five Star. Gosh, you're everywhere. So tell me more about your life. What's going on? How's everything? Uh, Gosh, it's been kind of crazy. I kind of ended up back with Eventing Nation um, after a couple years away, and they needed a little bit of help. And I, as as I do generally just kind of jump right in and start, start working again. Um, and it kind of emerged over the last year or so that, um, the original publisher and founder, John Thier, um, who started Eventing Nation way back in 2010, which is really crazy to think how long Eventing Nation has been around. Um, (laughs) He owns several other businesses and he actually just, um, had his first baby with his wife last, oh gosh, last spring or last summer. I'm going to be really bad. I hope he never listens to this because I I just feel like that's something I should remember. He just had a baby. And so he decided that stepping away from Eventing Nation, Nation Media, which also comprises Force Nation. And um, so he basically put a really awesome offer on the table. And my uh, colleague, Deanne Sloan, who, uh, if any of you guys also listen to Horses in the Morning, you might have heard her on there with Glenn and Jamie quite a few times for the Horse Nation side of things. And she and I, uh, along with Leslie Wiley, have taken um, basically co-ownership of the company. So we've just actually done that this spring. So that's actually quite new, but we've been operating as such for, for a few months now. So that's kind of crazy to think about how far that's come. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. Exciting. I know. That is so cool. <laughs> and- Thank you. I know. It's been crazy. <laughs> and you've been out there. So like, like I said, you were, you're in Tokyo. Uh, like, so what's been your favorite event over the last year, or couple of years that you've gotten to cover? Uh, you know, I think people will probably not enjoy me saying this and I don't mean it to sound in any way, but I have to say <laughs> one of the best events that I was able to go to in the last two years was actually Kentucky of 2021. And I hate to say that because spectators are what makes the sport go around um, but gosh, it was a really interesting experience to be at that event. It was strange. Also, it, right. You were there, Jess. Like it was strange because it was like this, everything was there except for the people. And it almost felt like the event was, and I, I hate to say it this way, because I don't want it to be taken in any way, but it felt like it was just for us, you know, like the people that were there. And so, you know, that was just such a special experience. Jess, I don't know if that sounds accurate or not, but it was. No, it is. Right? It, it's just, it was so different after all the years of you know, either competing or being there in every sort of capacity to per se, like I've been there, you know, basically as everybody. And it was very strange, like not good or bad in my opinion. It was just so different. And it was, Mm -hmm. you know, sad that the show jumpers couldn't come because, you know, they have to do the spectators and stuff. And there was Mm -hmm. no tents. There was nothing. There was, it was, it was very odd moments because it was just your people. And so it felt like to me, it felt like I was almost at a European event and didn't know anybody, you know, yeah. where you just kind of do mm. nothing, but like kind of mm. sit with your people. And so it felt more that than anything yeah. because it was like, okay, well, I, I, you know, you just sit there cause there's nobody here and it's not, you know, I don't know. I thrive off kind of the craziness of Kentucky uh, of Land Rover and stuff. So it sure. was just yeah. different for me that I was like, wow, this is way different. I mean, there was no trade fair. There was nothing. There I was, know. It's crazy. It was so strange. Listen, I'm just going to say that my favorite thing was the fact that I was out there on a golf cart, sitting there taking pictures, front row seat. That's never going to happen again. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, anyway. But I so was you just so took wonderful. advantage of those, those moments. Exactly. Exactly. You have to find the silver lining in it. And I will yeah. say that this year, having the spectators back, it felt so much more special, if that's the right word, to have all those people back. And, and after that, it was more like so. home. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's been cool. I mean, the, the Olympics were crazy. You know, that was also weird that there were no spectators there. And like, we were kept so sequestered away from 
the the mainstream uh, transportation that we had our own public transportation only for Olympic credentialed people. So that wow. was kind of like operating in a bubble. Jess, you probably talked all about that last year, but um, so, well, yeah, so I, I mean, didn't go. Cool. So it oh, that's was... right. You weren't actually there. No, because I had the two kids and so, yeah. um, and they could just do the two owners. So it was Debbie and Kevin. So yeah, That's no, right. I, I, I could even imagine that that would have been more like, uh, we didn't really, t- we touched on the, you know, other side of it, but yeah, I think, yeah. you know, we touched about Doug, but for a media and kind of spectator owner kind of point of view, no, we didn't really see that. So it was, yeah. but it was, yeah, I mean, it was very different. Like there was, you know, Doug talks about, you know, the restaurants where you could go and like, you know, they didn't even serve alcohol at a restaurant Uh because they were in a state of emergency. So he was like, you know, it was very strange. I'd be keen to go back to Japan now or like, you know, now that some more time has passed and things aren't quite as locked down, I'd be curious to go back. I didn't get to Mm -hmm. see anything. (laughs) Well, that's it. He was like, I can't believe I went to Tokyo and I couldn't even like sightsee. And that was kind of for me. I was like, I'd want to go eat really good sushi and I'd really want to go explore. And the gardens are apparently beautiful in the city. And so Mm -hmm. none of which um, anybody was able to do. So it was kind of sad and different for, especially Mm -hmm. even the Japanese people to not be able to share their culture and their highlights. And no one got to see anything, to be honest. Yeah. Well, and the Japanese writers were there had been in Europe training or UK training yeah. were home in their home they country and their family could not come. Yeah. No. Wow. They're on a 14 so. day quarantine. Yeah. Crazy. So it's very strange. So mm-hmm. Sally, you're not only managing editor at eventing nation, but you're also the owner now. What is that like? What is this experience taught you? Well, I'm still learning a lot. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> that I think when you get an opportunity like this, you know, I, would like to think that I have picked up a lot of experience and, and to be completely honest, you know, my time with heels down, I think educated me a lot in terms of what I needed to do because I really learned a lot from Patricia in terms of business management and, and idea cultivation and that sort of thing. And so, um, you know, I, I really am very grateful for the time that I spent learning from her and just from my other positions that I've held through the years. Um, and the biggest challenge has just been, just understanding how much you can take on. I have a tendency to say yes to as many things as I can. Part of that is a financial motivation and part of it is just feeling like I can and I want to do things. But what generally happens is that I don't do my best work because I'm overloaded. So taking on ownership has taught me a lot about prioritizing (laughs) um, and understanding what is worth your time and your investment and your money and your energy versus what can wait and what's maybe not so good for the big picture. So that's, you know, that's been a learning process and and the business needed somebody to step in and run it. And I'm happy to do that. But it's also been, like I said, it's been a learning experience because you don't, you know, like you, you just kind of don't know what you don't know and you find out as you go. So but I'm very lucky. I mean, John has been very supportive and helped us kind of transition everything. And uh, my partner, Deanne, has been wonderful to kind of work alongside me. And Leslie has been really helpful on the editorial side. So we're, we are pulling it together. You know, it's, about, it's, a, it's a duct tape and like sandpaper job, but we're, we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been an experience for sure, but I'm very excited about it. So... The biggest question of the day is, I need a Cooper update. Like, how's oh, he doing? I miss, oh, you really miss, I miss the pictures. You guys, you have to go on my Instagram right this second. Oh you have goodness. to go look at right the video now. that I posted. Because nobody seems to think that it's as cool as I do. I taught him how to massage. Stop Oh, him. I did see this. I did yeah, see this. Like, I did not see this. Or something. So, like, I need you guys to, like, go, right? Right? Oh, he's so precious. Oh, he's so cute. So, okay. So, I have discovered positive reinforcement training for chihuahuas. Stop. (laughs) I see the clicker. (laughs) The clicker. This dog, I swear to God, this dog went for his whole, he's eight this year. And until he was about six and a half or possibly seven, he didn't really know anything except how to spin around like crazy when he was wanting food or something. Cause that's like the only thing that he picked up when he was a puppy and like somehow it stuck. 
So I could never get him to learn how to sit or differentiate between anything. So I started using the clicker somehow. And now he picks up things in like two seconds. It's crazy. I don't want to brag, but he's like the smartest chihuahua. What I really want to brag about is the fact that in the video, not only is that the cutest video, and I can't (laughs) stop watching it currently, but... I love that there's a picture of Cooper in the background. Yeah, right? <laughs> Listen, and it's not have, hanging have... on the wall. It's not hanging on the wall. No. It's hanging where it's he a... can see it. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an artist expression, you know, like a lot of artists, they have like the messy, like paintings up against the, you know, that's, that's the vibe I'm going for here. I no, see. it's because the vibe have... that he can see it. I feel well, like you're okay, going yeah. for the vibe that he can see his own picture. For sure. I will also have to show you the fact that he has also a pillow and a blanket that each also have his face. I didn't oh, buy no. those. Those I did my not mom, buy those were gifts. Oh, my <laughs> mom found a picture. I mean, a pillow. And it's this like little pillow, whatever. It's actually kind of creepy, to be honest. There's this <laughs> pillow that looks like Nolan, my chihuahua. Oh. And now... Hudson <clears throat> sleeps with it. <laughs> it was like a decorative pillow that my mom bought as like a joke and it like sat in the living room type thing. And oh no, now it's like a full on kind of creepy pillow that's like all over our house because Hudson takes it. One of those cuddle phones? Is that what it is? No, it wasn't of Nolan. She found this at a random oh, store oh, oh, okay. and it just, oh, it just happens like to okay. look identical okay. to her. So my mom's that's like, so how funny. fun would this be? I bought it. So. <laughs> Now the Nolan pillow goes everywhere. Oh my God, literally. that's hilarious. Okay, well, I wasn't going to judge you because I totally want a cuddle phone. So, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have yeah. done it, but my mom beat me to it and found some random person <laughs> that like had this. Like, I don't even know where she found it, to be honest. It, she comes home and she goes, how creepy is this? It looks like Nolan. And I'm like, so you bought it? So you she bought goes, it and brought it home. Yeah, she goes, absolutely. How could I let it sit there? I was like, you know what? Good point. Good and now point. it has now it has a practical use. Now it's Hudson's. Huh? Exactly. And now it's Hudson's. It's one of his like five hundred pillows. His life. Oh yeah. He's gonna the one that's like he has like the really nice one that like somebody gave him that has his name and like it's so pretty with his date of birth and it's beautiful. And then he has Nolan pillow and then he has like his other awkward like I don't know what even it is. It looks like a monkey, a blue monkey or something pillow. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. This variety is amazing, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, at least here, you have like a human child to bring toys home to. I just buy stuffed animals for my dog. So, Aww. I'm not sure it's any better, to be honest. <laughs> Give the gift of a better ride with EcoGold. Whether you're looking to improve your saddle fit, stop saddle slipping, or soothe a cold backed horse, EcoGold's high performance pads can help. Shop the entire collection at ecogold.ca. All right, Sally, we do have to ask you. We had Alex on <laughs> earlier, Alex Wells. We were reminiscing on our favorite podcast memories. So we got to oh, hear yours. God. What do you do? You have like a <laughs> a good, silly, it could be cringeworthy, it could be funny, it could be sentimental. Any, any favorite conversations that we had on the podcast over the years? Honestly, the only things that come to mind are cringeworthy because I only remember myself feeling uncomfortable in situations like those are the strongest <laughs> imprinted memories I have. So, the, <laughs> and I'm actually not going to name a name because I remember who this was and I'm not going to name them because I don't want to make them feel bad. It really wasn't their fault. It was more my fault. But I remember doing this interview with somebody and that's as specific as I'll get. And it was just one of those people that wasn't really that forthcoming with their talking. And so you kind of had to balance the three of us and then the guest, and then the guest wasn't really doing a whole lot of like giving with his, well, you know, there, I just narrowed it down a little bit. With his <laughs> speech. Sure. Um, so I just, anyway, it's not even that good of a story, but it was just one of those things where I could like sense how uncomfortable I was because I felt like I was like having to really work to get this interview done. And it was like, we weren't even live, but we were recording it. You know, like you just feel all that pressure. So mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's not even a good story, but that's, that is a, that's a memory. Your, a your feeling memory that I have. Yeah. Your, your anxiety but from honest, the podcast interviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great memory guys. Um, but honestly, honestly though, um, I have to say though, if I had to pick like the, the positive memory that I carry, it's that Kentucky live episode that we did. Um, that, that was one so was, fun. That, that picture comes fun. up on my memories every year on Facebook and it just makes me so happy because I just, 
I love all of the people that we had on and it was just, but was I feel like time. that's part of what happened with COVID that kind of killed that because it was so yeah. fun mm-hmm. for us all yeah. to be there and do the live interviews. And like the, everyone that came on, like it was so fun and like the bourbon tastings and everything else. I mean, yeah. the was super fun, but just in general, like everything about it, it just brought, you know, when we were in the trade fair, it brought back so many great memories that I do, I do miss the lives. It's also much, much harder to, sometime. I know we have to really try, but I feel like it's much harder to ask somebody in person when they're sitting next to you, when you have a margarita and an ice boot, what kind of underwear that they ride in. <laughs> it's much exactly. easier to do that from afar. <laughs> yeah, because you don't have to like feel that uncomfortable. You're like, I can hang up the phone and they won't see my face. Because I think you're like, like, I have to was, see them all weekend. Yep. I think it was Tick True. and it was like it was Waylon. Tick. And we're just sitting there yep. and we're like, so we're going to ask you about your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> There's no turning back now. Yeah. I think one of them said they wore a thong. Yeah. I can't remember who. <laughs> uh, that's that's worth digging up the recording just to listen to see who said that. Yeah, it might have been Waylon. I think it was Waylon actually. Yeah, yeah, that would be my <laughs> guess. <laughs> All right, Sally. Well, we can't let you go without playing Rose and Thorn with us. So, okay. So start thinking. Um, who wants to go first? All right. Silence. Nobody wants to go. Okay. I'll go first. I'll go first. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. okay. I, I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. So just I actually have one it. more bit of news. I think Justine might know, but I don't actually know. Maybe, maybe you don't. Um, so my rose is they're actually very related. My rose is that um, we are actually relocating soon. Um, my Yay. boyfriend, wow. Kyle was in the Navy for 11 years and he got out right before COVID hit and started school full time um, to get to finish his um, undergraduate degree. So he's been in community college for the last couple of years and building up to transfer to a four year university to pursue mechanical engineering. And he actually was just admitted to Stanford. Wow. Um, So we are moving up to the Bay area nice um, in like two months. So that is so exciting. Uh, yeah, so we were kind of like, we applied to a few schools on the East Coast. We applied to North Carolina State. So I actually just had texted Courtney to tell her, I was like, oh, we might, I might be a lot closer, which unfortunately that's not happening anymore. But um, so yeah, so we are moving. So that's super exciting. I'm actually really happy too, because I guess it's like total horse country right up there at Woodside. Um, yeah. There's like the Woodside eventing and then there's a whole bunch of barns and stuff. So I've already got a, an in with the, one of the guys at Woodside is going to show me around when I, when I get up there. So I'm super excited, but my thorn is just that I, I freaking hate moving. <laughs> like yeah. I've just moved too much. And, um, so I'm, I don't have that much stuff, thankfully, because of how often we've moved, but I'm definitely ready to get that part that part over with and we actually are moving the week of WAG eventing so I'm actually I was I was going to go to WAG um, with Tilly Barrett our British correspondent who is also going but um, I'm not going to go anymore but I I was able to send Shelby Allen which is our Georgia-based reporter and this is going to be her first big um, international trip for us so she's super excited so it worked out really well okay well I'm excited for your move though I think that's going to be great for you guys yeah, I think it'll be good. He's really excited. So, and it's actually gorgeous. It's like it's a little slice of peaceful paradise up there. So, it's beautiful I'm, I'm up there. Quite looking forward to it. Yeah, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did, honestly. Yeah, I think Liza Haran's like right in that area as well. Oh, interesting. Yeah, there's yeah. quite a few. I think right up in yeah. that area. So I'm kind there's of there's quite a few because she's in the there. Bay area. Nice. Okay. So, cool. She's Good there. Job. Yeah, she does like both the jumpers and um, eventing. So, yeah. For sure. Cool. Ellie, what about you? You ready to go? You did it. (laughs) Oh, I'm so ready. So. Oh, gosh. I guess, I guess my thorn would be that, like, it's way too hot for me. Like, I'm just very angry about it. One, I don't have air conditioning (laughs) in my house. Like, I have window units, but that doesn't cut it for someone who grew up on central air. Um, <laughs> I'm just not loving it. It's not but fun. But be careful what you wish for, because it's always then 
the opposite is you have the freezing temps. Exactly. Yeah, but I, I prefer those. I can wear seven layers and be okay. I can't rip <laughs> off my own skin. Um, like I have to wear my skin at some level. Oh my um, goodness. Well, yeah. I mean, and I'm pretty sure my neighbors have been doing hay and I'm pretty sure they have seen me walk out to feed the horses lunch in my underwear because I'm like, <laughs> screw that. I'm not putting Just clothes Just tell on. them it's a bikini. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're probably like, why are you wearing that, you know, to go <laughs> feed the horses? But I don't care. It's whatever. But along with the heat, like, it, we haven't had rain in so long that, like, oh, really? like, my pastures aren't even, like, green. They're, like, yellow at this point. Luckily, we got all the hay done that we need, um, you know, for the winter. So we've got, like, you know, 1,600 bales or whatever inside. But... Not loving it. I don't want to show. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be outside. So it just kind of like puts a damper on all of that. So hopefully it will start to cool down because I'm really sick of it. Yeah, I guess I'm becoming more of a fair weather rider uh, now that I'm <laughs> old. I used to, you know, like when you're a kid, you're like, yeah, you don't care. Like if you're sweating, you don't care if you're freezing. You're like, it's just fun. And now you're like, no, <laughs> I don't want to do it. No, thank you. Totally. So I guess that would be my thorn is the weather is really like putting a damper on like my my life goals. Um, but my <laughs> but my rose is that I'm going to take Berkeley to Saratoga again this year in August. So I probably should ride him. I haven't ridden him in like two weeks. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's been too hot. He's like, I don't want to work. I don't want to work either. But so I'm excited to go, you know, take him to an away show, which we don't, you know, do very often anymore. So fingers crossed that uh, it will be colder <laughs> up in Saratoga. Uh, last year when I drove to Saratoga, the AC broke in my truck. So I literally drove three hours, like in 90 degree weather with like, yeah, it was awful. So if that happens again, I'm turning around. I'll just like, I'm not doing it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, no. Yeah. But I'm excited. It'll be like uh, with my sister and my mom again. So it'll be fun to, to see them in horse show with my sister. And yeah. So, I mean, she jumps way big sticks, which freaked me out. Um, but I'm going to love uh, watching her from the sides. And uh, so it'll be fun. I'm excited to uh, to do that and uh, praying for, for cold weather. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. What about you, Jess? So my rose, well, I guess I'll start with my thorn. Um, my thorn is that... I said a while ago, I think, maybe not, um, that our head nanny, like girl that had been with us for a while had left and that was really sad. And I've had like a good summer girl and people that have come in and really helped out. And we've been very lucky because we have had people come in and really step up, but I still have not been able to find one that is like full time that wants to stay and travel. And I know this is like just pettiness, but it's like, it's just a lot of work sometimes you're like, okay, well, you know, cause then they work or they, you know, decide they want to do something else or like everything else. So I am still battling, trying to find a nanny for more than like a couple weeks period time. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, plus it's hard so, to just get in a routine that way. Like when you're, it's hard, like it's hard. Cause like, and I don't want to sound like not appreciative because there have been so many amazing girls that have like stepped up and helped out when they can and what they're able to. And so like, it's been awesome, but I feel like I just keep having to like repeat it every couple of weeks, you know, like, Oh, here's the drill. Here's this, here's that. And like, you know, one could come for the summer. One could come for this period of time. One could come for that period of time. And I'm like, starting to get a little draining to be honest. I'm like, sure. um, this is a lot. Doug's like, yeah this is a lot so our poor girls at the barn have like taken the toll on it because then they have had to be nannies a lot so <laughs> you know not full-time or anything but they've really you know once you get in a system and then everybody kind of gets in the groove it's great but it's hard when it's like temps basically so that is definitely my rose is that it's been a good couple months of lots of great people filling in but it's a lot so that is definitely my thorn. But my rose is, well, I mean, I still can't get over the whole Courtney and Doug thing. That was probably mm -hmm. the highlight of my, 
I don't know, months to come, but also not horse related is that we talked about a little bit when Alex was on that our barn is like, we've gotten a lot of the major projects done. So I'm like finally feeling at ease at that part of my life because the barn is feeling finally almost finished. So that has been like a huge relief in Rose because we can start to like really enjoy it. And it's pretty awesome. I'm awesome. coming for a tour the next time I'm home to visit my parents. So uh, you need to, yeah, you need it to, it's calendar. been so much fun. Now definitely come, come do a tour. We like to take everybody around on the golf cart. Like that's Doug's favorite thing. He's like, okay, I'm going to show this. And then we'll take a golf cart tour. And he likes to, you know, show where he's going to go out and show this. I'm there. <laughs> and he planted trees in the middle of summer, which yes, listeners, I do understand was not an ideal situation, <laughs> but he put a trip line and everything in. So they're okay. But he's like, they're, I mean, they're tiny, tiny trees. And he's like, look, that one's got great growth. And so I think his favorite thing to do is drive everybody around and show his trees off to everybody. That you know, that's like Kyle such Carter's a dad thing. thing too. Yeah, it must be. Like, I think we should put Kyle and Doug on dueling golf cart tours <laughs> to see who can like over talk like, the video other one. It and see who takes yes. longer. Because yes. we literally yes. go and he's like, guys, look. Oh, that one's definitely. Oh, I thought that one was dead last week. It's definitely <laughs> living. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. they'll turn it into like a ride IQ thing offshoot somehow. <laughs> and it'll be five hours long because they, they will. They will. Talking. T- on, on ride IQ, they will teach you how to plant a tree. Yep. <laughs> Pitch it. Ky- Kyle and Doug, that's your next segment is ride IQ. bamboo. But even <laughs> I thought Kyle gave up on the bamboo. I thought that oh, ended. Yeah. In fail- yeah, I thought it ended in failure. Uh, yeah, because I think it kind of well, went out of control. Yeah, well, like- it, it was. It was very foresty. The last I was there, which was in January. <laughs> so I think, yeah, Doug's Doug's not allowed to plant bamboo. Definitely not that. Okay, but he, what we okay. learned from that experience. Yes, yeah. we did learn that from. But but Doug has gotten a tree farm on our property because there was like part of the pasture it was all hay farms and like he didn't mow part of like you know way down below so he like didn't mow it and he's like look at all these trees that have naturally grown so he transplants them all the time i'm not kidding you. i'm not wow. gonna so be impressed until shows, he turns it into a money he sh- tree he <laughs> <laughs> shows everybody he's like this is the tree i transplanted from my tree farm i'm like Oh my goodness. You need to just secretly film him like busting yeah. around in his golf cart inspecting trees and send it to us so we can laugh. I will. I will. I'll be like, here, we're off for our golf cart ride again. See, our trees are living or dying. <laughs> so oh that my is gosh. my rose, is that I have a tree farm apparently. So <laughs> my rose <turned> <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. All right, Ellie, what I mean not Ellie, Justine, what is yours? Ooh, um, so I guess my rose is that I just got back from a wonderful trip with my husband. We did Norway, Denmark, and Sweden, and it was the best time of year to leave Florida because it's um, miserably hot and just straight up awful here right now. Um, so it was nice to be in some cooler weather and some great cities. We ate some wonderful food, and we just it, we just had a really great trip. It's, it was our first big trip since the pandemic, so it was nice to feel like like to be excited to go somewhere, you know, and it was great. I can't like literally the, beautiful. The trip just like we, I had, know. we had no troubles except for trying to get home. Our poor planning. We traveled back uh, over July 4th weekend, which was pretty insane, but we survived. So we survived. Our luggage was slightly delayed. They lost it, but it did eventually show up. So oh, that's, um, good. that's been a problem lately. Yeah, I know. So like all things considered, it could have been a thousand times worse for us. So we had a wonderful time. It was great. It was nice to amazing just to go somewhere again. So I would say my thorn would have to be I'm just going crazy that I can't ride my horse. Like I'm riding lots Mm. of horses. Like I, I rode four today. And so I'm riding a ton, which is great. But, I, you know, none of them are Michael. So which is a bummer. Um, That's yeah. But he's hanging How in is there. He doing? He's great. He's a wonderful patient. You know, he's like, I'm watching all his muscle waste away. He's like growing a dad bod, but he's like Aww. totally, totally he's cool with that. It. Yeah. He's like, Hey, he's like, what's he up? He loves dad bod life. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, I'm good with this. Whatever. It's hot out. Leave me in here. So no, he's he's such an easygoing guy. He's like a very easy one to, you know what I mean, to just have. He's not losing his mind. He's like, whatever. So we get an ultrasound this week. We'll see what it looks like. Fingers crossed it's going in the right direction, you know? Yeah, slowly and surely. But, you know, it's just such a mental thing. Like, I'm riding very nice horses, some great, like, across the spectrum, all different types. I'm learning a lot. I'm grateful to be able to ride. But you know what I mean? It's like, you know, when you get on yours, that it's home. You know, I just miss that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like I just, every day I get up and I, like, have this insane appetite to ride. And then it's, uh, I never, like scratch that itch because it's not my horse. I don't that know if that, okay. All right. I don't know if that makes me sound selfish or not, but no, but it's, absolutely no, it's the personal yeah. part now. Yeah. So I'm just trying to stay sane while I wait for him to get better. <laughs> That's pretty much it. For sure. Well, hopefully it gets better and you're able to nice that you're getting that experience but it's you know that's why we all do this at the end of the day is because we want to have that relationship with that horse and so it's hard to not have that every day yeah thanks guys but sally it was so wonderful to have you on we miss you we do oh, miss you you, guys you need too. to come back this on has been really great yeah i'm happy to come anytime I, this is always a fun time i really like hanging out with you guys all right guys so we have this mailbag from mary who's in our facebook group and she needs help on learning how to ride with shortening her reins. So this is what Mary has to say. How many others out there have heard it over and over? I've been very lucky to have amazing and patient trainers, but they all tell me the same thing. Shorten my reins. So Mary's question is, has anyone found an effective way to end this bad habit? I figured, Jess, you're the perfect person to tackle this for Mary. Yes, because I've heard it my whole life as well, Mary. Don't worry, you're not alone. I'm like, that is what I hear. Shorten your reins. I'm like, my arms don't go any shorter. I actually have responded that. Don't worry, Mary, because I don't feel that they go any shorter. So what has helped me was two different things. Um, I started riding and it started as like a neck strap type thing. And now I use um, CWD bakes honestly the best one I found, but it makes a breastplate and it goes quite high. So it's not a five point, but it like goes to where the girth is, where you do up your girth and then it goes to the bottom, like in between your girth. And then it has a piece that goes over their neck and it's the perfect piece to where your hands should be for me. And so I was like, great. So then every time I'd look like I just, it was a vocal point ahead of me too. So my hands would always be more towards the saddle pad and everything. And they'd be like, shorten your reins, shorten your reins. And then they'd just teeter, teeter back to the saddle pad. And so <laughs> it was more of a visual thing that if they did get short because, you know, they got sweaty, whatever else I did, I could just then myself think like, put my hands forward because they need to be up there. So I keep my reins shorter. And it was a very visual thing. So somebody had asked me a while ago, like, why do you use a neck strap? This is so many years ago before the breastplate thing, because the other breastplates were so far, like the five points were so far back that the visual was too far for me. So it needed to be up high. So when I started doing the uh, neck strap, it was literally a visual thing. So I could keep my hands up there. And the other thing I found when I was flatting that they get longer, not so much jumping, jumping the breastplate was the best, but flatting, I'd still put on that breastplate or I do the reins that had the little stopper type things on one side. So it wasn't both sides a lot of times. And I, I would do it where some of them had both sides, but basically the little notches. So then I knew how like two notches in basically is where I needed to be. And next thing I know, I'd be at four notches. And I was like, uh-huh be at two notches so then that kind of those visual things for me were huge if that makes sense that makes sense to me i mean ellie do you have any advice yeah so it's similar right because i think a lot of you know like younger riders especially you know you can use those like colored reins like the rubber ones you know and you could tell your walk trotters and stuff grab the blue grab the blue you know so that always helped but i mean i have this habit too like i mean I, whenever my sister sees me ride, she yells at me to get my hands out of my crotch. And, you know, it's, it's hard, especially being a crossover rider, right? Cause I'm used to riding, you know, half my horse is on a drape and then 
you know, oh, crap, I have to, like, actually have contact with Berkeley if I'm going to jump a jump. So definitely understand that. Um, the notches, you know, I've even done that with braided reins, too, Jess, you know, where you're just like, okay, you know, I have to see, I have to see six braids or two yeah. braids, you know? Yeah. Um, but there are also, I've just had people, like, take either hair elastics and, you know, tie them on the reins or there oh, are that's actually... A good idea. There are actually training rain markers. They're like just like rubber, like things you can slip onto the rain and you can just put those where you need to be. Um, and they're rubber so you can still like hold onto them and cover them like, but they're nice because, you know, you can still hold on over them and, you know, you can feel like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I can't feel that little notch anymore. Um, and those are great because you can put them wherever you need it on the rain. I think the brand is like none finer. I think something like that, but you can just use hair, you can just use hair ties, you know, or, or, um, electrical tape I've used too, but things like that to just like get yourself in the, in the mindset. Yeah. Yeah, Those are all I know. I mean, they sometimes help me. I still ride in my hands in my garage, so I can't, uh, (laughs) can't, can't help you there. The struggle is real. So if you have a question for us that you want us to answer on the air, you can always send us an email. Uh, our email is hello at heelsdownmedia.com. Or you can join our Facebook group, which is the Heels Down Happy Hour Podcast Lounge. So to help celebrate our 100th episode, we made a call out to you guys, our listeners. We wanted to hear from you on why you love the show, if you had any favorite memories. So Get ready. We've queued up some of our favorite voicemails from our listeners, and we're going to play those here for you now. Hello, ladies, and happy 100. I just want to take a moment and say thank you for all the knowledge and advice that you've given over the last 100 episodes. I truly feel like I'm a better horsewoman because of it. Here's to the next 100. Cheers. Hey, Heels Down. This is Grace, long-time listener. Um, I just wanted to take a second and... Just express my thanks that you've kept the show going. I typically listen to y'all when I'm doing my monotonous chores, like cleaning track or picking stalls. And I just wanted to say thank you to Ellie, Jess, and Justine for just being such great models of, you know, lifelong horsemanship and showing riders around the country that it's okay to be at really any level in your riding, your horse care, um, as long as you're willing to, you know, create community, ask questions, and... I just appreciate the podcast so much. You guys have really helped me keep a clear mind in my own horse life. And it's just such a pleasure to listen to you all. And I wish you the best and I hope for a hundred more episodes. All right, y'all have a great day. Bye. If you want to hear more from us, you can subscribe to the Heels Down Spark, our daily equestrian newsletter by going to bit.ly slash spark by HD. And we want to say thank you to our partners this week, Equipanti, Purina, and Equigold. Guys, we need a special cheers for 100 episodes. (laughs) Absolutely. It's been a blast. I love doing this with you ladies. Yeah, it's uh, definitely the best part of my week. (laughs) I can't wait for five more. (sighs) Cheers. 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 Cheers.